you're about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. Legend has it that a devil haunts the wooded pine barrens of southern New Jersey. Coined the Jersey Devil, it has never been photographed or captured, but has appeared in dozens of books, films, and television shows like The X-Files. Most stories suggest the creature has a horse-like face with antlers or horns sprouting from the top of its head. It walks on two legs, ending with cloven hooves or pig's feet. The overall body shape resembles a kangaroo, though it also has wings like a bat. Some say it has a tail like a lizard. Others say it has no tail at all. The monster is said to kill dogs, chickens, and other small animals as well as leave ominous cloven hoof prints in the snow and bellow a terrifying screech in the forested darkness. According to legend, in 1735, a Pines resident known as Mother or Mrs. Leeds found herself pregnant for the 13th time. She was not wealthy by any means, and her husband was a deadbeat drunk who made few efforts to provide for his wife and 12 children. Upon learning that she would give birth to yet another child, Mother Leeds raised her hands to the heavens and, frustrated, exclaimed, Let this one be a devil. Mother Leeds went into labor a few months later on a terribly stormy night, no longer thinking about the curse she had previously cast on her unborn child. Her children and husband huddled together in one room of their Leeds Point home while local midwives gathered to deliver the baby in another. The birth went routinely, and the 13th Leeds child was a seemingly normal baby boy. Within minutes, however, Mother Leeds' unholy wish made months before began to come true. The baby started to change and mutate right before her very eyes. Within moments, it transformed from a beautiful newborn baby into a hideous creature unlike anything anyone had ever seen. The screaming, crying infant began growing at an incredible rate. Horns shot up from the top of its head and talon-like claws tore through the tips of its fingers. Leathery, bat-like wings unfurled from its back, and hair and feathers sprouted all over the child's body. Its eyes began glowing bright red as they grew larger in the monster's gnarled and snarling face. The creature savagely attacked its own mother, killing her, then turned its attention to the rest of the horrified onlookers who witnessed its tempestuous transformation. It flew at them, clawing and biting and uttering unearthly shrieks. It ripped the midwives apart, maiming some and killing others. The monster then knocked down the door to the next room where its own father and siblings cowered in fear. The beast attacked them all, killing as many as it could. Those who survived to tell the tale watched in horror as the creature sprinted to the chimney and flew out of it, leaving only a pile of rubble in its wake. The monster then escaped into the darkness of the Pine Barrens, where it has lived ever since. To this day, the beast known as both the Leeds Devil and the Jersey Devil claims the Pines as its own and terrorizes any who are unfortunate enough to encounter it.
While many aspects of the legend seem too fantastical to believe, there have been hundreds of sightings of the Jersey Devil reported over the years. Is it possible that a rare, undiscovered species has taken up residence in South Jersey? Are all of the sightings hoaxes, or are people simply mistaking some other kind of animal for a demon? Or, as Harry Leeds, a former mayor and direct descendant of Mother Leeds claims, does a devil stalk the Pine Barrens to this day? Stay with me as we explore the mystery of the Jersey Devil. I'm Jaden McKell, and you're listening to Straight Up Enigmas. If you enjoy the show, it would be so amazing if you could head over to Apple Music, tap the subscribe button, and leave a review. It really helps out our podcast. Connect with us on social media where we post each episode as it airs. We're proud to be a member of the Straight Up Strange Network. Follow the network's Facebook page at Straight Up Strange and check out our discussion forum, The Strange Room, to enter a world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. I'll include a link to the group in the show notes. Without further ado, let's get back to the show. Different versions of this sinister Leeds devil myth have spread throughout New Jersey over the years. According to one account, Mother Leeds gave birth to her 13th child in the 1730s. A poor woman, she felt she couldn't afford another mouth to feed, so she cast her baby out into the woods. The story goes that the child, consumed with anger at being rejected, became the Leeds devil a hideous beast with the body of a kangaroo, the head of a dog, the face of a horse, the wings of a bat, and the forked tail of a devil. Another version of the tale is that Mother Leeds fell in love with and had a baby by a British soldier stationed in the colony, and God cursed her progeny as punishment. Regardless of where the Jersey Devil came from, in the 18th and 19th centuries, the cryptid was spotted sporadically throughout the Pine Barrens region, frightening local residents and tourists exploring New Jersey's southern reaches. Eerie whales were often reported emanating from the dark forests and swampy bogs, and the monster was associated with a variety of mishaps, some mischievous and others downright cruel. People blamed the Jersey Devil for causing crop failures and droughts, for polluting rivers with its foul breath, and, in 1840, for tearing the heads off chickens and mutilating a whole flock of sheep. Over the years, the legend of the Leeds Devil grew, and it occasionally began to leave its usual territory 
to terrorize local towns and cities. The most infamous of these cases occurred during the week of January 16th through 23rd, 1909. Early in the week, reports started emerging from all across the Delaware Valley that strange tracks were being found in the snow. The mysterious footprints went over and under fences, through fields and backyards, and across the rooftops of houses. They were even reported in the large cities of Camden and Philadelphia. Panic immediately began to spread, and posses formed in more than one town. Fear and intrigue grew even more when bloodhounds refused to follow the unidentified creature's trail in Hamilton. Schools closed or suffered low attendance throughout lower New Jersey and in Philadelphia. Mills in the Pine Barrens were forced to close when workers refused to leave their homes and travel through the woods to get to their jobs. Eyewitnesses spotted the beast in Camden and in Bristol, Pennsylvania, and in both cities, police fired on it but couldn't manage to bring it down. A few days later, it reappeared in Camden, attacking a late-night meeting of a social club and then flying away. Earlier that day, it had appeared in Haddon Heights, terrorizing a trolley car full of passengers before soaring away. Witnesses claimed that it looked like a large flying kangaroo. Another trolley car full of people saw it in Burlington when it scurried across the tracks in front of their car. In West Collingswood, it appeared on the roof of a house and was described as an ostrich-like creature. Firemen turned their hose on it, but it attacked them and then took flight. The entire week, people reported that their livestock, especially their chickens, were being slaughtered. This was most widespread in the towns of Bridgeton and Millville. In a section on the topic in the encyclopedia American Folklore, Folklorist Angus Cress Gillespie notes that the Jersey Devil remained an obscure regional legend throughout most of the 18th and 19th centuries, until 1909 when a series of purported devil sightings inspired a Philadelphia businessman to stage a hoax. He painted a kangaroo green, attached fake wings to the helpless creature, and had it exhibited to the public. The 1909 hoax, and others like it, inspired further sightings and reports which continue to this day. Could the Jersey Devil be a real creature? The monster's strange features are strong evidence that it couldn't exist as a real animal. The cryptid's wings are probably not biologically possible. They would need to be much bigger to be able to lift the animal's body weight into the air. Most images of the Jersey Devil look like a composite of different, unrelated animals whose features could never really exist in the same animal. A sort of freaky, Frankensteinish creature. So, all of that being said, what's the explanation for the Jersey Devil? How could so many eyewitnesses be mistaken? Some suggest that those who have described huge wings may have seen sandhill cranes, which can stand four feet tall and have an enormous wingspan, while others who reported antlers could have seen something like a deer. In their book, Monsters of New Jersey, Mysterious Creatures in the Garden State, Lauren Coleman and Bruce Hallenbeck point out that not everything that gets shoved under the Jersey Devil banner really belongs there. 
Like other states, New Jersey harbors more than one mystery animal, but whenever one appears, inevitably it gets hailed as the latest manifestation of the devil, and so joins the great body of myth, legend, and lore. We'll be back right after this. Thank you to our sponsor, Best Fiends, for making this episode possible. I love studying riddles and mysteries, but even I need a break sometimes. When I feel like I need a mental palate cleanser, my go-to refresher is the mobile puzzle game Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a game you can play right on your phone, and it's really fun. While Best Fiends has challenging puzzles, it's a casual game anyone can play. I just made it to level 31, and I love how you collect tons of characters and need to use them strategically for each level. The great thing about it, too, is that it doesn't take up much of your time, but it fills those moments where you wish you had something to do, aside from scrolling through social media over and over again. You also don't need internet connection to play, so it's great for when you don't have any connection, like when you're in the subway, a haunted forest, or Cleopatra's lost tomb, for example. The game is also visually stimulating with its bright colors and adorable characters. Plus, Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Have you ever been haunted by the cost of hiring graphic designers? Or spooked by the responsibility of managing a freelancer? For entrepreneurs and digital creators, finding professional and reliable designers can be downright scary. But it doesn't have to be. Design Pickle is an otherworldly approach to graphic design, offering unlimited design requests and revisions for one flat rate. They make your life easier so you can focus on the work that matters. We've partnered with Design Pickle so that Straight Up Enigma's listeners can get 10% off their first month using code ENIGMA, all lowercase, at checkout. There is absolutely no risk for you with Design Pickle's 14-day satisfaction guarantee. Sign up today and use code ENIGMA, all lowercase, for 10% off your first month. For years, Jersey Devil hunters have been searching for the remains of Mother Leeds House, where the beast was born and cursed nearly three centuries ago. Leeds is the name of one of New Jersey's earliest settlers, and many descendants of the Leeds family can still be found throughout New Jersey to this day. Harry Leeds, 11 generations removed from Mother Leeds, says he knows the secret location of the home because it's part of his family legacy a shared bloodline with the Jersey Devil. In a weird U.S. video clip from History.com, Mr. Leeds led producers to a pile of rubble in the woods. The roof has caved in, and you can see remains of the chimney the Devil hit allegedly on his way out, Harry explained to them. More than 1,000 people have claimed they've seen the Jersey Devil in and around the Pine Barrens. If anyone knew with absolute certainty whether the demon existed, wouldn't it be a member of its very own family? 
While some Jerseyans view the monster as nothing more than a piece of unique New Jersey folklore, others see it as a very real creature and a threat to their safety. Still others who swore they didn't believe in the existence of the Jersey Devil had their minds changed after spending just one moonlit night in the cedar swamps. Let's now take a look at some of these spooky sightings from a collection of stories in Weird New Jersey magazine. In her account, Driving by the Devil in the Pale Moonlight, Mary Ritzer Christiansen relates, This has haunted me since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world, I thought I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were few houses and there was hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rear view mirror. Curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but moonlit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood taller than a man by far and had thick haunches, similar to a goat's, supporting its nearly human-looking torso and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by my being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to the Mansion Park apartments in the borough. So petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out in the same darkness that had introduced me to the Jersey Devil. Never again from that day on have I ridden on Green Tree Road, day or night, that I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. Kelly, in her story, Field Trips to the Jersey Devil's Turf, describes, As a native of Cape May County, I've had the typical rite-of-passage trip to the Pine Barrens, the legendary home of the Jersey Devil. This Jersey girl went to Cape May County Technical High School, which sponsored trips to the Pine Barrens for good grades in certain classes. I was one of the fortunate students to go three times during my four-year career at CMCT. Each time I went on this trip, my canoe was followed by a heavy-footed thing. With each step, I heard branches snap under its feet, or hooves. Every 10 minutes or so, I could hear deep, beastly growls that, to this very day, give me the creeps. Being in a canoe and on a class trip didn't afford me much opportunity to flee in terror, so I stuck it out for three years. During my sophomore year, I was pretty confident about my canoeing skills, so I didn't look over my shoulder much. I went canoeing with a friend of mine when we came across a bag that had been torn open and gone through. Around it were prints on the ground that looked something like a horse's hoof, only bigger. Then I heard it, the cry that still haunts my dreams. Part human, part beast, and full of anger, pregnant with pure hate. 
I nearly flipped the canoe. We left, leaving whatever it was out there behind. Or so I thought. It seemed to follow us. Every time we stopped or paused, it got closer to the river. We pushed on. Then worse came to worst as we tipped the canoe. I heard the thing running behind us and thought for sure we were dead. Then we righted our canoe and got into it as fast as humanly possible. We finally made it out to safety, sun fried to a crisp, missing all of our valuables and most of our clothes, but never happier to be on shore. We packed up our bus and left. As we were leaving, I rested my head on the window and saw a little cottage. I looked at it until the bus was about to pass it and saw a woman. She looked back at me and I could see her skin was torn and bleeding. After the bus passed, she vanished. Scared me so badly, I wouldn't go into the woods for a year. In The Devil on Route 9, Sunny Z recounts, Let me tell you of a sighting of the Jersey Devil. I was driving up Route 9 in Bayville at around 10 p.m. There were two cars in front of me and we were traveling around 35 miles per hour. To the right of Route 9 is a mini mall type building with woods behind it. To the right is all woods. All of a sudden I saw this big thing running across Route 9. It looked like one of the classic pictures of the Jersey Devil. It had no tail, no fur, its ribs showed, and it had a long, odd head with short ears that laid flat. It looked almost 10 feet tall. I noticed it because the first car stepped on its brakes as did the second car. When I looked ahead and saw this thing galloping across Route 9 and straight into the woods. I was not really scared because it did not register yet. I stopped to mail something in the mailbox about 300 feet from the main road and I saw a child's shirt, shorts, and one sneaker lying on the ground. I mailed my letter, ran into my car, and laid rubber all the way home. I was certain that I had seen the Jersey Devil. No one believes me. They say it was a deer. I have never seen a deer that big, that fast, or that weird looking in my life. What is really creepy is that the other two people driving in front of me stepped on their brakes, so they must have seen it too. Harry Leeds himself said, The Jersey Devil has a controlling influence on youth, especially for the ones that are considering running away from home. When I was a child growing up, you didn't go out and walk the dark roads alone. There's the fear of the Jersey Devil lurking out there, so he is a security blanket, in a sense, for South Jersey. Is the Jersey Devil simply an old wives' tale or a shared delusion? Is it just something parents tell their kids to keep them out of the woods at night? Or, because of the hundreds of sightings for nearly three centuries, are we foolish to brush aside all of these sightings as hoaxes or mistakes? Could an evil demon or yet undiscovered animal lurk in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey? What do you think? Find us on Instagram at Straight Up Enigmas or Twitter at Straight Enigmas and let us know. You can also contact us through email at straightupenigmas at gmail.com. 
or through our website, straightupenigmas.home.blog. If you like the show, please remember to head over to Apple Music to give us a five-star rating. It really helps the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time on Straight Up Enigmas.